step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Blog Talk Radio listeners. I'm Evangelist Wanda Clay, sharing God's sacred word Bible study with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come giving you praises and glory. We ask that you forgive all of our sins, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus, and to give us a clean and forgiving heart and help those needing help in any way that's needed. Heavenly Father, we ask that you turn all wrong into right, Lord, fix it. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we say yes to your name because we're so thankful for all the things you do for us, making ways out of no way. And somehow you're there for us and we thank and we praise your holy name for this. Heavenly Father, we ask that you touch everyone listening or reading your word with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And help us learn to focus more on you and less than on the world, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless Blog Talk Radio spiritually and financially, and that you build us up in your word. And Lord, I ask that you guide my words as I give this Bible study. Heavenly Father, give everyone faith and grace and help us to love and forgive one another. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before I get started with our lesson, let me again thank Granny's Place and Minister Joel Lewis for giving me the opportunity to be on Blog Talk Radio. I'm here on Block Talk Radio three Wednesdays each month from 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. Plus, you're welcome to visit our group on Facebook at Peace Keep God First, first being written 1ST. We're available 24 hours with Bible study questions and answers, jokes, recipes, quotes, flowers, and so much more. Now let us get into our lesson. Our lesson comes from Second Thessalonians chapter 3. The outline for our lesson uh, is as follows. In the close of the foregoing chapter, the apostle had prayed earnestly for the Thessalonians, and now he desires their prayers, and he's 
encouraging them to trust in God, to which he adjoins another petition for them in verses 1 through 5. And he proceeds to give them commands and directions for correcting some things that he was informed about that was among them in verses 6 through 15. And he concludes with benediction and prayers in verses 16 16 through 18. Paul wrote his prison epistles to Philippians, to Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon. He didn't write 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. From prison. According to First and Second Thessalonians, Paul had visited the Greek city of Thessalonia during his second missionary journey, but he only stayed there for three three weeks because of persecution that was going on there. So he was concerned about his congregation, and after hearing a report from Timothy. Paul sent the first Thessalonian letter to clarify some points which the church members were confused with, including the second coming of Jesus Christ and the nature of eternal life. In the second Thessalonian letter, written shortly after the first letter, Paul reminded the people of the need to continue living and working as followers of God until Christ's return. So Paul's trying to build them up again and encourage them because they were going through a lot. There were false teachers, preachers, and prophets still attacking and persecuting Christians and trying to persuade them back to the old. So he began by refreshing their minds of the importance of prayer. And Paul reminds them to pray for him, to pray for his fellow laborers, to pray for themselves, to pray for ministers, and not only their own pastors, but also for all good and faithful ministers, and to pray for others, whether they're joined together or they're absent from one another. Because there's power in prayer. So Paul writes them that ministers do need and desire the prayers of the people. And the Apostle Paul was so mighty in prayer itself, but yet he did not despise the prayers of the meanest Christians, but he desired an interest in them. So Paul directed them to pray for the success of the gospel ministry, that the word of God may have free course and be glorified. Now, Paul was more concerned that God's name be sanctified and that his kingdom be advanced and that his will be done than he was his own daily bread and praying for himself. Paul explained to them that all the forces are held, ordained, and still.
honorable while glorifying his own name, Christ being magnified and his gospel being glorified. And then, Paul flips the script. Now he's in Athens, or some thinks he was at Corinth. And he asked the Thessalonians to pray for the safety of the gospel ministers, that they be delivered from unreasonable men, and that they may have a good success there, just as he had in a Thessalonians. And Paul says that there is a need of spiritual protection as well as the assistance of godly and faithful ministers who are most attacked. And therefore, all who wish well to the interests of Christ in the world should pray for ministers because all men don't have faith and many don't believe the gospel. And they're restless, and uh, they are opposed to the gospel, and they condemn the ministry, and they disgrace the ministers of the world. And he says that we may sometimes be in as much or more danger from false or pretended friends as we are from enemies which we should know that that is true, that just about eight out of ten friends are enemies, I would say. And Paul encourages them to trust in God. And he says that we should not only pray to God for his grace, but also place our trust and confidence in his grace and humbly accepts what we pray for. And he says that Christians stand in need of these benefits that I'm going to talk to you about now. He says that we stand in need for benefits that God would establish them. This the apostle he prayed for on their behalf in chapter 2 and 17. And now he he encourages them to expect his favor. And another benefit that he says is that God would keep them from evil. He wrote that we have as much need as the grace of God for our preservance to the end as for the beginning of our good works. And Paul asked them this question. What encouragement do we have to depend upon the grace of God? And his answer was that God is faithful to his promises. And he is the Lord who cannot lie, who will not alter the things that have gone out of his mouth. When once the promise therefore is made, Performance is sure and certain that he is faithful to his relation. He's a faithful God and he's a faithful friend. And we depend upon him filling up all the relations that he stands into his people. And he wrote for us to let it be our courage to be true and faithful. 
faithful in our promises and to the relationships that we stand in to uh, this faithful God. In verses 6 through 15, the apostle commends their obedience, and he mentions his confidence in their obedience for the time to come, and he proceeds to give them commands and directions, correcting some things that was among them. Now, it's probable that some of them had a misunderstanding of some of the passages in the formal epistle concerning the near approach of the coming of the Lord, of the coming of Christ, and they began to live in idleness. And he wrote that if you're an idle person with nothing to do, you become a busybody in other people's business. And if you're an idol, the devil and a corrupt heart will soon find something for you to do because our minds by nature are a busy thing and if it's not employed in something good, it's going to be employed in something evil. So Paul commands and directs those that live idolized <clears throat> to reform and set themselves to their businesses. Particular good example that we also mentioned was their diligence, which was so different from what was found from the disorderly walkers. And he writes and says that we didn't behave ourselves disorderly upon you. We didn't spend our time idly uh, or in idle visits and idle talk and idle sports. And he wrote, neither did we eat any man's bread for nothing. Even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any man would not work, neither should he eat. In verse 10. And he told them that he who does not labor does not deserve to eat. The laborer is worthy of his meat, and that none should live on the labors of other people in this world. In the sweat of thy face, he said that thou should eat thy bread. But it was the command of the Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness we work and eat our own bread. He said that there must be work or labor in opposition the idleness, and there must be quietness in opposition to being busybodies in other men's businesses and matters. And he said that we must study to be quiet and to do our own business. And he exalts them to go on and prosper, which is in verse 13, that the Lord is with you while you are with him. And say that whatever you do that is good, that you preserve it therein. And he told them to hold on to their ways and hold up to the end. He told them that they should never give over or give in, nor 
power in their work because he wrote that it will be time enough to rest when we come to heaven, that everlasting rest that remains for the people of God. In verses 16 through 18, at this conclusion of the Episcopal, we have the Apostle benediction and prayers for the Thessalonians. And there are three blessings that he desired for them, that God would give them peace. Paul said, by peace, we may understand all manner of prosperity, peace with God, peace in their own minds and conscience, peace among themselves and peace with all men. And he told them that this peace is desired for them always in everything, that as they enjoy the means of grace, that they might with success use all the means and methods of peace, for peace is offered difficult, he says, and it's always desirable. And he says that through grace, through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we may comfortably hope to have peace with God and enjoy the presence of God. And he says, for us to believe in the divine sacred scriptures, which is able to make us wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. And he ends the Episcopal with amen. Now, I remember growing up with older people who always said, if you don't work, don't put your feet under my table. And that grace was always given before we ate, thanking God for blessing our food before we ate. And blessing God and thanking him for giving us the food which we had labored for. Because back then in those days, people harvest, well, they planted their food and then they harvest their food for work. So if you're not sick and and you can work, you're supposed to work for your food, not steal or kill for food and for other things that we need in the world. I thought that this was something that people made up about if you don't eat, don't put your feet under my table. But it is written in the Bible, and I saw it when I was studying the Bible. There's a difference between laboring for honest living and some desire hustling for a living. Honest day's work is accepting and pleasing in God's eyesight, but the selling of illegal things is neither honest living nor is it accepted by God. We must always remember that God is good and holy, 
and that he turns his back on sin. And Paul just told us that, yes, we separate ourselves from idle people who do nothing, but we don't condemn them. If we keep hanging around idle people that don't do anything, we could soon become just like them. We could fall into the same category. Do you remember that saying that nothing for nothing leads nothing? And I think that there was a song about that same uh, statement there, that nothing for nothing leads nothing. And we shouldn't want that for our brothers and sisters. No, we don't indulge with idleness, but we don't diss our brothers and sisters. But we give them God's word and we pray for them. And when they stop being idle and doing idle things that idols do, we are to accept them back into our circle, believing and working honestly for the Lord. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. So we shouldn't condemn anyone, not our job. That is the job of God. We should always pray for one another and believe when we pray that God will answer our prayers, that we are in the will of God with our prayers that we should be sure of. Of course, we don't ask God to bless us with things like a kilo of illegal dope to sell, which causes people to become addicted, or we are coveting our neighbor's house, or being an atheist, praying, praying for things that are not of God. There is much prayer when we honestly pray to our Heavenly Father above and believe in our hearts that God will answer our prayers. You see, we have a choice to make. We can be of the world or we can be of God. If we are of God, we will live in the world. So therefore, we have to maintain ourselves to keep ourselves on a level with God. If we don't work, then we sit around and we do nothing. And we begin to look for things to do, just as Paul was saying in this letter. And when we start looking for things to do because we have nothing to do, then trouble comes. Then we start doing things that are not of God. We start hanging on the street. And when we're hanging on the street, then we invite ourselves into sin. Is that what God wants for us? Is that what you want for your brother and sister? When a child finishes high school, It is time to leave home, and he either goes to work or he goes to college or he goes to college and work. But he's got to do one of the two. 
and the child that sits around that does nothing, nothing, that is still waiting for mom and dad to take care of him, to feed him, to clothe him, and you're a grown person and you aren't going to school, then you become an idle mind. And gossip is easily on your tongue. You find things wrong with everybody. Instead of you seeing the good in a person, you begin to see the bad in a person, and you begin to comment on that person. You know, you don't have very many praises, because what are you doing? What do you have to show for your life? You see, it's all about God. We don't want to be idle people. The devil's workshop is busy. And the devil is always there trying to confront someone not to believe in God and not to follow God. You know, you're out there, you're doing nothing. You're being idle. Satan comes along and he shows you something. Oh, man, it, it, it's just wonderful. There could be nothing better. But you must remember that Satan is an enemy of ours. He makes it look good to win you into what he wants and wants to get you in there. Satan flips the script on you. And that idle mind and that idle life that you are living has, going, has caused you or is going to begin to cause you, or is going to cause you in some way or another, that will be rough in your life. So my thing to you today is to get busy, to get on your job. Don't sit around and do nothing. I encourage everyone to do the right thing before God because God does not look upon sin. You have a choice. God does not make us do anything. He lets us choose our own life. This ends our Bible study for now. I pray something has been said to shine some light on God's word for you. I'll see you next time, right here, same time with God's sacred uh, word Bible study. Every Wednesday from 8 to 8.30 a.m. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook. Peace, keep God first. And remember, first is written, one ht and don't forget to check in with god from time to time 24 hours is free may god bless you and keep you until we meet again bye welcome blog talk radio listeners i'm With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.